Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 31. Um, this is my 31st year around the sun. 31st year around the sun. Yeah. Hi, Jordan. Thank you for coming today. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Jordan has come from us, from the great land of Nordoff. I know I've always wanted to say that. Jordan Nordoff. She is a awesome F45 trainer, also a yoga instructor, also a Iron Shield maiden, which we'll get into that. Born in the depths of Valhalla. <laughs> Destined for Valhalla. Destined for Valhalla. Ready for the battle and war. Jordan, could you just tell your warrior listeners, all that 45 people, <laughs> and everyone else, um, first and last name and where you're from and who you are. Yeah, so my name is Jordan Nordhoff. Um, I have lived the majority of my life here in San Jose. Um, I often forget that I was not born in California, but I was not born in California. Um, so that's that's always a fun little reminder for myself. Um, and yeah, 31 years old, just growing learning. oh you are 31 i am oh i'm going to be 31 oh you're going to be 31 soon. yeah very soon and oh. i had that moment uh actually even earlier today i was like oh yeah like i'm gonna be 31 and then you're like oh yeah you're gonna be number 31 on this podcast I'm like oh damn oh damn <laughs> oh damn <laughs> so yeah that's that's me in a nutshell so where were you born <laughs> so i was born in washington i was born in head Spokane. or feet first i'm hoping head first <laughs> <laughs> your foot just comes out yeah. get it out of here yeah you're punching out <laughs> your sister your hand and it goes back yep. in then it's a foot <laughs> i mean that would be a very interesting story that uh they my parents have hidden from me for all this time so yeah i'm assuming <laughs> i'm sorry all right so you were born i forgot <laughs> just where were you born so i was born in washington <laughs> okay yep yep 31 years ago yeah <laughs> Washington. Washington. State. Washington State. In what yep. city? In Spokane. Oh, Spokane. Yeah. Yeah. I was not there for very long at all. My parents then moved to Colorado, um, had one of my brothers, and we were there for a couple years. And then we all moved to California. And then my other brother was born. And my parents decided that they were not going to move anymore, probably because they didn't want to have any more kids. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of fun that my three brothers and I are all born in different states. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a fun thing. I look at us. I'm like, yeah. You have three brothers. Right. I have two brothers. Yeah. You have two brothers. Yeah. So all three of us. Yeah. We're oh, just, all three of yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your brother, too. I'm a <laughs> in some ways, yeah, I'm sure I am. <laughs> What's their names? I've been, I've been told that many times by a lot of my guy do friends. Do you still know their names? I do still know <laughs> their names. This is a joke. I know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a brother, Alex, and then my youngest brother is Ryan. Okay. Yeah. And you're the what age? of the... I am the oldest. You're the oldest. I am the eldest. Yep. Long line of firstborn daughters. And you like them equally. I do. <laughs> in, in spite of them, yes. I, yeah, I yeah she meant that. She answered really quickly. <laughs> I do. I love my brothers. Um, we were really close yeah. for a long time growing up. Um, Did you, like, bully them growing up? We you bullied each tough? other. We, we all bullied each other, for sure. Um, you know, Ryan and I, we definitely bullied each other a lot more. We, I think that our bullying <laughs> was maybe a little bit more intense towards one another. Um, but, you know, I think that was just because he was a big kid and I was also a big kid from just being the oldest. So it, it worked out that we were able to do that. Oh. Um, but, yeah, we, we all picked on each other. Do you have any, like, 
like ama- like crazy embarrassing stories, kids, that come up to mind? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I feel it. Like yeah, I don't really know about like embarrassing yeah. stuff. Like we, hey, um, no, I mean like we were all just like goofballs and we got into weird trouble, but we also bailed each other out of weird trouble. Oh. Um, when I was a teenager, um, I decided that I was going to drive. And, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Had no business driving. Oh, um, I see, yeah, I yeah, see, yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 And this not even that. It wasn't even anything really crazy. But let's just say that I did not do it. Oh. No, you keep... Wait, wait, wait. All right. Time warp. Time warp. We're back in. So you were driving. I was I was driving, but it's really uh, getting back to the house. Um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we go. So you had them in the car. Uh, it wasn't even them. I was actually, I was with one of my friends um, and <laughs> trying to get the car back to where it was supposed to be. Uh, missed the mark and hit the garage. And <laughs> in a way that is noticeable, there's, there's damage. And I remember, you know, I'm standing outside. I'm looking at the damage and just being like, Oh God! I'm, my parents are gonna kill me. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this is it for me. And uh, my again youngest brother Ryan, um, you know, he kind of just like strolls up and he's seeing me distressed and just like, <laughs> out, out of nowhere, he was just like, "Well, I'm just gonna tell them that I did it." And wow, had, Ryan. Yeah, and this is the same brother that had what a dope. come at me with a baseball bat, you know, uh, yeah, like yeah. ready to swing a couple of times. She's like, like "Damn, to... Jordan needs this one, bro." <laughs> yeah. Jordan, needs he this was just one. like, you know what? If I do it, like, if I take the blame for it, nothing's going to happen to me. I'll be fine. But, like, if you take the blame for it, like, you'll never drive again. I'm like, yeah, probably. That sounds about right. <laughs> so, yeah, he just, he took the blame for it. He took the fall. And, um, you know, he had, like, a little bit of cleanup that he had to do, which I obviously helped with as best I could without you know, raising suspicion. Um, and... Yeah, that was kind of it. And there were a couple times where he kind of tried to like hold it over my head and be like, "Well, I did this for you." And I'm like, "Okay, great. You want to tell them? You want to you want to come clean about that?" <laughs> and so we kind of reached this understanding of like, "Okay, like you did me a solid and I appreciate that, but like that's not how this is going to work." Yeah. You can't um, hold it against me. <laughs> exactly. So again, like real siblings. Um yeah, and that's actually something that we we only recently came clean to our parents about like a couple of years ago. Mm. And even my parents were like, "What? Like I can't believe he did that for you." I'm like, "I know. Yeah. He's such a bro." <laughs> So, yeah, I got a lot of love for my yeah. brothers. Those are little moments of trust and opportunity. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like I feel like there's only – I always call it the marble jar. Mm-hmm. Like you only have so many opportunities where you could demonstrate trust to another person. That's true. And then it's like the one things – the things that are important that you could remember about them. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. No, and I think that that's something that we, for the most part, have always been pretty good about um, is being able to step up and show each other – that we were there for each other um and for a really long time it felt like at least for me like they they were all that i had so you know having that trust and having that relationship um is something that i really value um you know i i can't speak highly enough of them i love them to pieces it breaks my heart that you know he now lives out of state he now lives in washington um 
and you know i don't get to share a lot of like my everyday experiences with him um you know when he's up there with my best friend and i'm super stoked for them like they're you know living their best life and you know i love them um but I, there are definitely days where i'm like man i like really wish that i could just like go hang out with my brother like yeah. that would be so nice <laughs> you heard that shit ryan give her a call now yeah <laughs> he's actually he's really good about it he he will call me i get very wrapped up in you know all of the things that i do yeah. and You're sometimes busy. i am yeah and sometimes i forget to come up for air um and so yeah. he'll call and he'll check in and yeah. You know, it's always nice you're like a whale underwater yeah sometimes yeah but it is funny too like we were <laughs> we were catching up the other day and uh he was you know asking about another family member and it was just like oh man like you're gonna like right out the gate we're gonna start talking about family like oh man i don't know if i'm ready for that can we like start off with something small like can we talk about my most embarrassing moment first and just like <laughs> you know so we have this understanding where it's like yeah family is like you know super important it's everything but man is it rough man sometimes is it just the hardest thing so you know it, it's nice to have that understanding and and still be able to come in and support one another so yeah that's amazing before i get us in the time machine again mm -hmm. which brother did the yee that's ryan yeah. oh yeah yee. <laughs> so ryan we so jordan made this sound in her f45 class i'm a student of hers <laughs> and then one day she looked at i don't know if it was me or someone else and she's like yee and her teeth are just like, her, her, her face is grinding out her, like for like it was just like i was like oh my god i gotta do it i was like yeah and then she did it back it feels so good it feels so yeah. good and oh you know where it really came from i remember it's from a movie no oh it is from yeah. a movie but when you first said it to me you you messaged that to me at midnight no, that was yeah boy. Oh, that, that was, was your that boy. Was, that was how your oh, boy started. That's how your boy started. Oh my God, there's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah boy. <laughs> if you get a, a midnight one a.m. text from me, like hope it's your boy. Yeah, it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I saw her the next morning because she's teaching at five a.m. And I was like, do you remember sending this? She's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I was I like, don't. oh, that sounds like me. Yeah, yeah. he was like, you and texted me, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. But she looked at me, and she was like, you please, you please, you please. <laughs> it's so I, uh, good. It's I think I'm after that, like, I started just like, oh, my God, I'm attached to Jordan. I was like, I'm uh, so close to you now. <laughs> we're bonded for life. You know what? Yeah, bonded I call you life. DJ Jordan, too. Uh, I know. Okay, time that. machine. <laughs> we're back in high school. <laughs> Jordan's like, I hate high school. What were you like in high school? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> troubled, I think is the best way oh. to put it. Yeah. High school, I mean, middle school, really, and high school were, um, you know, those were some rough years, for sure. Um, you were a straight-A student. I was absolutely not straight-A student. <laughs> I was absolutely not. I, D for degrees. Yeah, pretty much. I graduated by the skin of my teeth. Um, you know, I did the bare minimum to make it through. You got the diploma. You're like, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah boy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I spent some time in the dean's office. I, you know, everyone their senior year got to, like, kick it. And I had a really packed schedule, which, honestly, like, I'm not even that mad about. Like, I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, you know, it was it was a rough year for a lot of reasons. But I actually really appreciate that I had so much of my time spent at school as much as I disliked it. Um, it kind of set me up for where I am now where like I do really enjoy the different um avenues of work that I participate in I you know I got a lot of variety and I like to pack my day with it um and I it kind of showed me that 
I do well when I have <laughs> when I have a lot of tasks to do. Um, I do actually really thrive in like that kind of chaotic setting. Um, and so that was kind of nice to like see that and then that transition out of it into, you know, being able to make my own schedule. Like I didn't think that that's what I wanted. Um, you know, as I'm like picking out college classes and stuff like that, I kept it, you know, more or less minimal and it was hard to stick with. And it wasn't until I started to like pack things on that I was like, okay, now I got it. Like mm. now I'm in the groove. Um, your zone. You, once yeah. you, when someone's like, hey, you got to do 10 things today. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got that. Like I'll have that moment of like, okay, like a little bit of overwhelm and then, you know, take a deep breath yeah. and just kind of get into it. That's nice. Yeah. I like, you know, I started doing that. I was like, you know, I set like seven alarms. I'm like, I'm going to get all these things done today. Yeah. And then, then people just watch as they get everything done one by one yeah it's just an amazing feeling to set yourself goals oh absolutely you're definitely a, a goal getter i try to be yeah and there are definitely times where i'm like okay i don't really feel like i'm on my game like you know what what is going on yeah. here and then i have to just like take it back to the basics and there really is something to be said about like writing out your tasks and you know just like having that list and prioritizing i love mind yeah. mapping there are moments where you know it feels like there's so much going on, like Ooh. not even just with like work or school, but like everything. And it's like, I just need to organize my thoughts. And yeah. so just being able to kind of like write it out oh. and just like see it on paper and see like all the connections. It's just like, oh, well, that's like these are non-issues, yeah. you know, um, and just like seeing it all written out and like being able to just like identify it um, is really helpful for me and i think it's a really valuable tool that a lot of people can use but yeah and also being able to like check things off a list oh man that's so satisfying mm. like <laughs> there's some times where i'm like i will just add something to a list that i've already done just to check it off walk outside walk outside just to get myself started like write a list no I'm write a list. <laughs> pencil <laughs> but, on paper oh i read it completely before i started yeah, the thought <laughs> yeah yeah no but like yeah. especially with like school yeah. and work and you know having the multiple jobs and you know multiple different places you know different yeah places what's well, nice to write out like what you want and what you want to do oh, or how you feel yeah. like emily limber yeah. she was like she wrote on her diary if i can't dance i'll never be happy i did hear that <laughs> and oh my gosh i emily if you're listening i adore you you're just you're amazing and adorable and <laughs> you're just so precious um <laughs> so like yoga <laughs> yeah, yeah my gosh i feel like that's for you i told I, I told jordy you're coming I no, i'm just kidding no, it's fine. i'm just playing yeah she's like she's like ah, i feel so bad now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it happens it's all right she showed up last week yeah. and you weren't there so i, I mean it's oh uh, yeah yeah i fucked up <laughs> it's <only laughs> you got me you got me jordy that's okay the but, three yeah. of us have now done uh, yeah. that to each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't show up i know oh my gosh that's the worst that was like the next the day she's like you know what you did oh, i did it i did it you i did it i hate that feeling yeah missing God. I mean, just like being late in general, like yeah. waking up late to me is like one of the worst feelings, like that moment of just sheer panic. I'm yeah. just like, oh, God, like and, you know, I don't ever really have just one thing to do in the morning, like more often than not, if I'm leaving in the morning, like I'm going to go to three different places, like back to back. So mm. it's like I kind of have to have my shit together <laughs> so like i really value that time in the morning to just kind of like all right like let's think about this where am i going to be like yeah. you know how many costume changes do i need like is there you know food that i need to grab stuff like that um so if i miss out on that time like you know i'm gonna get through it but there's a moment of like oh sister you messed up <laughs> <laughs> all right so rewind, rewind. I want to talk about when you're talking about goal setting. What are things that you've written down that you've been wanting to do? Ooh, well. 
And are you doing them? Yes. Um, So I am still in school and that has been a really big thing for me. Um, And it's, you know, tied to a lot of different things that have kind of happened to me and around me and just in my life. Um, So that has been number one. And, you know, I have ideas. I don't even really want to call them goals or projects, but, you know, for what I do as a fitness instructor and what I do as a yoga instructor and just kind of where I want to take that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got, I've got some goals there. I'm going to keep those kind of under wraps. Um, but other than that, I like think about my personal goals. Um, you know, we just did the Spartan and doing both of the events back to back was a challenge that I had set for myself. You know, I had done a couple in the past and I f- had felt that I could I could do better, like I could perform better. And I've always done them in groups. I've always done them with family. And, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything like that. Those experiences are ones that, you know, money can't buy. Um, But there was always in the back of my mind, like, man, I just want to go out and I want to hit it. Like, I just want to see like what it is that I'm capable of. Um, So that for me, getting into a place where I feel comfortable and capable to compete is is a big thing. Um, And again, you know, I've had major injuries i've had really you know traumatic (laughs) traumatic injuries um that made me feel for a really long time that stuff like that was never gonna be approachable for me Mm. um so you know getting through that weekend was this moment of like coming up and out of this haze out of this like story that i had written and told myself for so long of like what my capabilities were and now i'm like all right well let's push it like where where is that boundary and let's push it so that is also a pretty big goal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, you definitely helped a lot of us get through that. Oh, man, that was yeah. so much fun. Though. I saw Emily's face before, like, right before the start. She was just, like, like even funny. <laughs> I know. She was kind of, like, hanging back yeah. and, like, out of the group. He's like, are like, you, oh, like, you, is she? He's like, are you, are you in a mood? She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I re- honestly, I think this was the first time, like, going up into an event that I didn't really feel anxious or jittery. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was like, you know, I'm bringing in all these people to like share in this crazy experience. Yeah. And, you know, that's uh, that's not my place. I don't have any right now <laughs> to be anxious or like overwhelmed or any of that. Like now my job is to hype. My job is to support. And I knew that everyone who showed up was going to be able to do it. And so at that point, I was like, you know, I'll have time to push my envelope and you yeah. know, I'm going to have some fun. But getting everybody else to the finish line was was definitely the main thing have you done a, you have done a race like that before yeah so okay. i i've done three spartans before this year mm. so i did get you know the trifecta in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> and i had done a couple of the tough mutters before um and that's kind of where my like love for these like obstacle events really started um i think i ended up signing up for my first tough mutter with like a month of prep and i really didn't do any prep and i got uh i think both my brothers and my dad i think that was it so it was just like the four of us participating in this event <laughs> and, you know they had no idea what they were signing up for oh, it's just like yeah like i want to do this thing and they're like oh, all right okay cool and uh i did not do very well with the running um and there were moments where you know i was looking over at my dad and we're climbing this hill and i think he could have murdered me <laughs> he was just like what is, is he pretty happening? fit um i think that 
you know, I think he's capable for sure. <laughs> he's there. You had a horrible time. <laughs> you know, time he, he crossed the finish line. But then when I talk about doing like Tough Mudders or events, he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm like, all right. Like that's, that's, you know, totally a decision you get to make. I think he actually did end up doing one more with us after. Um, but yeah, that first one, I think that he was a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> upset. Not that any of us were really prepared, but. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you're in school now. I what am are you studying for? So I am going to school um, for a BS in kinesiology, which mm. is a huge shocker to what, everyone. What who knows college? Me. <laughs> At San Jose State. Oh. Yeah, I'm a Spartan. I'm Spartan. Spartan. <laughs> Just, yeah, you're Spartan. Yeah. Spartan it. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, funny because yeah. you know I was a Westmont warrior, and then I, you know, was oh. West Valley Viking, and now I'm a San Jose Spartan. I'm like, yeah, there's a theme, and this works for me. <laughs> yeah. And you have your private clients too. So like you're doing do. a lot of things right now. I wanted to like go over everything that you usually do in a day like like a week within a week you're everywhere within a week i yeah i'm kind of all over the place what do you do um i kind of do i feel like i kind of do everything um you know i've i've had clients um who are more interested in strength training i've had clients who are more interested in mobility mm -hmm. um you know i teach you know these high intensity interval training classes i teach these functional fitness classes I teach yoga. I teach heated classes. Like I, I yeah. just kind of love to move. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you have your personal clients, right? I do. Yeah. So I have personal clients that I'll go and you know I'll see in their yeah. homes. And you're or... fully like certified too with a lot yeah. of different credentials. Yeah, I am. Um, I have you know 500 hours in yoga alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has been a really solid foundation. Um, and you know I've got background in martial arts um oh, shit. and you know all, just the experience that i had strength training and then you know going in and um getting my cpt um and, what's cpt uh just your certified personal training like or being a cpt oh. uh, certified personal trainer nice um yeah just so <laughs> different avenues for pursuing all of that. And I was I just like talking to someone yesterday. Like everything that you're doing is like what their dream is to do. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't let your dreams be dreams. You're like, but how much can you make <laughs> as a personal trainer? You know, it's like, yeah. do you have to get the right clients? Like, da da da. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is, you know, it, it's got to be something that you are devoted to if you're going to make it your livelihood, for sure. Um, and I have a lot of respect for the people who, you know, have the one thing that they do, like, you know, they're in the gym and they have just their personal training clients within that facility. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, I don't know that that's for me. I really like the variety. And for a long time, I didn't think that I did. I thought that, um, you know, it was a little bit much to have all of these different places that, I, you know, I have to go to. And some days it is overwhelming. Like today, I had a moment I was stopping and thinking. I was like, I worked in four different places today. And hey, let's say you did yoga today. Yeah, so I did. Oh, no, you were at 45. I was, yeah, so I was at 45. I was at yoga. Um, I was teaching at another gym, and then I saw a personal client in their home. Um, and I also do work at home for, like, the retail side of mm. my job. So I, you know, I also um, help, you know, help the retail situations in a couple different spots. So, you know, that's a completely <laughs> separate thing. <laughs> that was something that kind of like fell into. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really think that I was qualified for in any way. And there are some days where I'm also, I mean, with everything, there are days where I'm like, who am I to do any of this stuff? <laughs> like, yeah. what qualifications do I really have? And, you know, that's like a whole imposter syndrome thing for sure. Um, but yeah, there, there are really random jobs that I've had and i honestly love it like i love being able to switch up the routine i love gaining new perspective i really enjoy new experiences and i've never really shied away from 
doing some of the dirty work or doing some of like the weird jobs like I just really feel like all of that has broadened my horizons. Um, so I definitely find myself as like a yes girl. Like people will ask me to like do these random things. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> like, why not? Sure. <laughs> it gets me in trouble sometimes because then I'm like, oh, I've got way too much on my plate. But <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You like getting it done. I do. I do. And You'd be perfect at like a startup company. I, For all you recruiters listening, I don't know if she's going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. Name your price. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's fun to switch it up. Yeah, and I think you're just impacting so many people, too. You, you just have great energy. You know, I, for a really long time, um, didn't really see myself as the type of person who could have an impact, especially, you know, in, like, yoga. Um, it took me a really long time to feel comfortable teaching yoga for a variety of reasons and you know we were just talking about like you know appropriation and all of that fun stuff um <laughs> so fun oh so fun, so fun. it's a, it's a great conversation everyone it leaves feeling just yeah. so uplifted yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah um and it it took me a long time to really open myself up to the connection that you know as an instructor you share with people and I've had a lot of really profound experiences teaching where, you know, the the energy in the room, it changes. And there are days where it's really subtle and there are days where it is overpowering. And I, I think I've actually even told you this yeah. before. Like I've had times where, you know, we're getting through the end of class and like people are in Shavasana and, you know, my time for talking is done. Like I really like to give people kind of like that free and negative space to just kind of be, yeah. especially in Shavasana. You deserve it. Um, and I'll, you know, I still scan the room. I still like try and, you know, manage the environment. And I have had times where there's someone just sobbing, like as quietly as they can. But they are <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Um and it's interesting to have that happen in that setting. Um and the only thing that I can do is just go and be with them. Yeah. Um and you know, just try and like, you know, I I just try to like lay my hands like kind of on their ankles or on their feet in a way that's not invasive, but just to let them know like, "Hey, like I see you. Like you're not alone." Um and sometimes <laughs> that emotion is uh, I feel like it transfers a little bit. Like there are days where I I feel very empathetic towards what's happening and I feel myself kind of being overwhelmed by that emotion. And I've had people who've approached me afterwards and like the conversations that we have, I just, you know, just warms my heart. And like, I'm so grateful that I get to be there for them. And even today, actually, I don't know um, if you were there. Yeah, after yeah. Class. You had yeah. a conversation this morning. I did. I had a conversation this morning with um, someone that I've, you know, seen around the studio for years yeah. um, and, you know, like ran into her on the trail before she had come back. I'm like, yeah, like, we're, you know, we're open. We're coming back. She's like, yeah, OK, I'm going to come back. And uh, she didn't. She was like, yeah, like, you know, I was motivated once I saw you. And, you know, so here I am. And I've seen her over the last few weeks in like classes that she doesn't normally take. And yeah, today she was like, I just like I really wanted to share with you that like you have been kind of a part of my journey as I'm like going through this big life change. You know, I've I've been here and I've been in these classes and I don't normally take them. But like, you know, you've helped me in like this way and this way and this way. And it's just like you kind of have to take a step back. Um, but it, it keeps me coming back. There are days where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like this is exhausting in so many ways. And then, you know, I have these little moments that I share with 
um, with people. And I'm just like, man, I don't know how I could walk away from this, though. Mm. So that's amazing. It is. That's from I mean, this morning. That's too. from this morning. This is one day. Yeah, this is one day. Yeah. And I, I wore mean, my special shirt for Jordan. <laughs> Wait, which special shirt? This one? <laughs> no, I said wild slutty. Yeah, wild and slutty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's meant for me. No, well, now no. I have questions. <laughs> no, my um, my old yoga manager bought that shirt for me. Oh yeah, because you are wild and slutty. Am I learning something about you? I don't know if I should, if I should bought that. Her name was Katie Poe though. Mm. But no, yeah, no, like that. That's why, like, when it for me, like, I wanted the like, I am going back. I'm teaching on Monday. Um, I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, Core Power, Zanakura, there you go. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, just, like, those little moments where people make you, not, it's not like a, like, you're being idolized or you're the trophy, but, like, like you never realize, like, it, in their lives, you are a part of it. Yeah. And, like, in that one hour, you don't know what they're thinking. Oh, absolutely. Their perception of you and, like, how they're feeling and maybe, mm-hmm. like, they're thinking about, the words that you say and then we say it i feel like as yoga instructors it's automatic like you say this a, a lot of times sometimes we say things that we're not doing ourselves mm-hmm. but for someone else it serves them yeah it serves them so much yeah no there are definitely times where you know just kind of depending on the energy right you're, you're gonna shift how you speak to people you're gonna shift you know what's going on with the music and this this, and that and um yeah there are days where i definitely feel like I have to kind of change the program. Um, and almost every single time that I do for, you know, whatever whatever it is that inspires that, I more often than not will get someone who comes up and they're like, yeah, I needed that. Like I needed to have like that experience. And so I think it is really powerful to be, you know, aware and perceptive in that way. Um, and, you know, I think it's something that, I don't know, like I don't know how to say this. Um, like I've noticed it in classes that I've taken um, and those are the instructors that I think that I really respect the most. Like your ability to kind of separate from what it is that you wanted to bring in and like what your plan was and being able to shift. Mm. And, you know, that's very much like an ego thing. Um, to not but, let it go as planned. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I have operated in like a, a mentor fashion for, um, you know, a couple different people. And that's really the advice that I give them. It's like you, you can sequence until your fingers go numb. You know, you can write out these beautiful, intricate sequences. And someday you're going to walk in and something's going to happen. And it might not even be like an actual event. It might be an energy. It might be you yeah. know, just like a vibe. And you are going to have to shift and your ability to do that is going to make you a great instructor or it's going to, you know, make you an instructor who maybe has some room to grow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, like, yeah. What if you farted? No, you know, that that happens. Wind removing pose is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, I, I have heard many a toot in my day and you just kind of, you just, yeah, you just walk on, you just, you don't address it. Don't embarrass the person they're embarrassed enough. Just let it happen. Oh my gosh. I feel like we got such a great introduction. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan. I hear people fart in my house. So I do want to touch on the themes that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then I think one of the ones that I'm very interested in because mm-hmm. it's a big driving factor in my life. But you um, even had a hard time kind of describing the, the topic of it. But just family stuff and family responsibility. 
Yes. Um, with a gasp. With a gasp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those, like, I don't really know, like, how much of it to share. Um, I know. That's kind of like the biggest thing. So, yeah, you know, we're talking about middle school and we're talking about high school. But um, when I was young, when I was, I think, maybe 10 or 11, um, we, I say we, there was this big event that happened in my household. Um, and it, you know, it actually, it started out like at a barbecue. Um, mm. But it, there was this occasion we were out with um with our community we you know it was like a little league situation um and we were at like a pool party and everything was you know we were all having fun and you know everyone's pushing people into the pool and at a certain point I pushed my dad into the pool and uh he ends up you know getting up everything's fine he's like I'm just gonna go home and like shower and do whatever which you know was a little bizarre but is what it is and you know, he comes back and something's not right. Something's off. And, you know, we all end up leaving and going home. And I, it was like stepping into another person's life. It was stepping into another person's world. Like all of a sudden there was this weird like tension in the air and this like weird thing started happening between my parents and things got bad. And... <laughs> You know, I, it's funny because I, I've been trying to like kind of digest some of this stuff even recently. But, mm. you know, I remember just like watching this all play out and seeing, you know, this person who is supposed to be home is supposed to be safety and like looking in his eyes like he's not there. Like it's someone else. And, you know, being a kid, I <laughs> man, that was honestly like the most scared I've ever been. And things just devolved and at a certain point you know I'm being told to like take my brothers into another room and there's like this commotion that's happening and like I go and check and I end up calling the police mm -hmm. um and I'm taking my brothers to a neighbor's house and you know <laughs> as like a 10 year old like trying yeah. to process what is happening and my brothers are I think they must have been, you know, six, seven, six, five, you know, young. You got both of their hands. You're like, you're just right. going somewhere different, right, right. figuring shit out. Yeah. You know, and it's late at night. We're at the neighbor's house. And at this point, like, I, as a 10-year-old, I'm, like, blaming myself. I'm like, I did this. Like, this is on me, you Dang. know. And it, the event itself was not, like, the end of the world. But it, it was what like occurred over the next few weeks the next few years that just changed everything it changed the relationship that I have with my parents and it changed the relationship that I have with my brothers you know going into this new mentality of like now I protect my brothers you know and mm -hmm. you know the way that I like look at my dad and the way that I look with at my mom and the way that they interact and speak to me is now completely different and I don't think that I really ever got to process like what had happened. Like we kind of just tried to like move into life as if yeah, like things had never like, really happened. Forget about it. It wasn't. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Um, like it happened. We knew it happened. Yeah. The tree fell in the forest. Right. Did it really fall? Right. But it was one of those like we had tried to move on, but like nobody moved on. You know, yeah. everyone, I, I think, I'm, I hope, I hope and I pray that, you know, my brothers were not affected the way that I was. Um, yeah. But it just, it made things weird. It made things hard. And 
it, it put me into a weird role even with my parents where like as things kind of started to get complicated between the two of them um you know i sort of stepped into like a therapy role for both of them mm. but like was also dealing with You're like supporting both sides i was supporting both sides yin and yang. yeah but i was yang also like at the receiving end of and the punching bag yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so you know my both of my parents got distant in different ways mm. um and one of the ways that my dad kind of started to handle the situation that was happening between the two of them my parents was to kind of try and separate the girls and the boys mm. So, you know, he would leave and he would take my brothers and they would go do the boy things. And, you know, I would be at home with my mom, but she was kind of like doing her own thing. And so, mm. you know, I just kind of felt like I didn't really have like this place. place. Yeah. And <laughs> it really like came to a point, um, you know, later on, like actually after high school where, you know, my parents had, you know, stayed together for so long. And my dad, I'll never forget this, man. I was working two jobs. It was Thanksgiving. I'd like come home. I had like 30 minutes I got to see my family before I went to the next job. And he's, my dad's in the kitchen. He's like, yeah, so I'm thinking that like the boys and I are going to move and we're going to go live over here. And like, you're going to live with your mom. And I just remember looking this grown ass man dead in the face and just being like, you're not going to separate me from my brothers. Like, you're at your goddamn mind, you know, <laughs> like on Thanksgiving of all days, like, sir. <laughs> so it, it definitely just shifted the dynamic and um, it made it hard to feel at home. And it, I saw a lot of not so great qualities from my parents and I picked up a lot of not so great qualities from my parents um and that really affected who i was outside of the house and that was like the biggest thing it was like i, I pinpoint like this one instance that just like shaped who i was as a person for so long mm -hmm. and how i responded to stressful situations and you know the resulting anxiety that i had had as you know as the years went on in other situations um and it wasn't until like well after high school that I was able to look back and just be like, okay, what, what of my like characteristics are actually mine? And what are the things that I've picked up, you know, and being able to separate like this reaction, I don't feel like is honest and true to me. I don't think that this is how I actually want to react. So where did this come from? And being able to look back and be like, oh, well, it's because I saw this reaction so much at home and being able to be like, all right, well, I don't want that anymore. So over really the last, I mean, this last several years for sure, like having the self-awareness to kind of look back and be like, oh, I don't want to be this person because I was angry. Mm. I was angry all the time. I was angry. I was depressed. Like I was anxious. I had all these things going on. Like I wasn't sleeping and I was falling asleep in class. And, you know, it was just, I wasn't able to be the student that I think that I could have been. And that's unfortunate <laughs> you know if you know me yeah. now like you know if i want to do something i want to do it yeah, well you do it. i get you get it i get very critical yeah. hearing uh, that i'm like what you, you used to be uninspiring yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and it took me a long time to kind of gain the traction to be myself again yeah. um I and i thought you were just born a gladiator no <laughs> no i am battle hardened so um yeah it 
that's that's growth baby that's yeah. uh that's processing your trauma and and moving on um and you know a lot of it also required me to take a step back from the relationship that i had with my parents and it someone a while ago told me like hey like you just need to remember that like your parents are people I was like, oh my God, yeah, they are people. And like, I love them, but yeah. I do not like them sometimes. <laughs> and just kind of giving myself the space to be like, yeah, like, you know, I love you, all that, you know, yeah. forgiveness and whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, there are days where I just like, I don't agree with, you know, how you handled the situation. I don't agree with how you're handling this situation. And that's okay. You know, like now we can just have a conversation and it's not like an authoritative relationship yeah. it's um, not like you have to deal with they say because they're supposed to guide you anymore right well, you're two people talking yeah and i think that for me like being or feeling you know unsafeness i mean that's maybe not the best word but like it's the word that's coming to mind uncomfortable i felt uncomfortable and unsafe at home and i didn't really feel like i had that sense of home for a really long time um, and that, yeah, that made everything else difficult. And it wasn't until that I actually like moved out and created that distance that I, again, I was able to look back and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, this all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it adds up, it checks out. Um, and you know, it, like I said, it changed the relationship that I had with my brothers and feeling like, you know, I had to like step up and I had to, you know, be this, this or that. And I kind of forgot to be just me, you know? that was i think the hardest part was mm. losing just that sense of self because you're just being responsible i tried like what i had to be for your brothers i mean and yeah. what i had to do to you know be the role model or make big decisions i just wanted i don't even know if it's that but i just wanted to be something stable like i wanted to be you know consistent <laughs> i wanted them to know that like hey i'm here and you know that's that's the best that i could do and for a really long time, like I said, we were really close. It felt like, you know, it was just like the three of us against the world. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful that whatever it was that, you know, we went through, like we were able to have each other and that strengthened our relationship. Um, I, I think that that is definitely, you know, the silver lining and all that. Mm. Powerful. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's hard. Family, family stuff is hard. It's it all, is. it's all yeah. different. It is. I had a half brother who didn't know who, his dad, when he, you know, this whole time, and we lived a block away. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And that affected his entire life. Yeah. You know? He's like, I never yeah. knew who my dad was, and he ended up joining a gang. Yeah. When he was younger, you know, to help fill the void. Mm -hmm. Kept the last name, didn't know why. Mm -hmm. The only one in the family that felt ostracized. But it's crazy. It's the decisions of our family that affect the way that we grow absolutely right and then he has a tattoo on his arm and i actually like keep it as my phone background but it's like let me read it really quick it's so inspiring but his tattoo says accept what is let go of of what was and have faith of what will be yeah and no. then he got that tattooed on him when he was getting his taxes done like a year ago <laughs> but, i'm sure there's no correlation but it's like you know like all that stuff happened to it like you yeah. know like we lived like across the like literally a block away and he didn't know who his dad was there's like all the way throughout like even like after high school like four or five years and like just feeling like abandoned yeah you know and it's crazy how that's affected his entire life and like for 30 years i always talk about um you know, we, we didn't know him for 30 years until, like, he was close to 30. Like, we, thought we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. such a so, like, lost time. Like, 
I was so upset because he's like he's he looks like me. He's my half brother. Like mm-hmm. your siblings are so like we're all just trying to get through life together. Yeah. And you don't want to yeah. waste time not like those are really precious moments. They are. Yeah. And I think that you know when you get into a a comfortable place and I think that that's you know up to everyone to decide when that is for them. Um you get to decide the relationship that you want to have with your family. And I wasn't happy with the relationship that I had with my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and I decided that I didn't want to only be angry anymore. I didn't think that there was going to be any progress from that. And, you know, I had had my time to to sit down and be honest with them and, you know, individually and just be like, hey, like, this was pretty fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that that really had a, a strong impact on me. And I think that that's something that you should be aware of. And then being able to be like, okay, like I've said my piece and I don't want this to always be our relationship. And so I just started to take the small steps to have the relationship that I wanted. Mm. And I, you know, it's been, it's been good. Um, I, you know, have had difficulties with, you know, the relationship that I have with my mother for a really long time. And you know, over the last few years, we're getting in, into a place where, you know, we can have conversations. Oh, that's good. It is. It is good. And, you know, just like, again, deciding that, like, this isn't what I want and I have some power in changing it. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, what the two people make it. But I didn't want it to be all on me um, to not move forward. I just wanted to move forward. So forward upwards. Up, yeah, onwards and upwards. Oh my god, I said it wrong. Yeah, onwards and upwards. <laughs> you yeah. got that from up, right? Uh, I actually don't even know where I got oh my god. that. I swear to God, she says that. <laughs> I say it all the time. I say it all the time. I say a lot of things because yeah. you know I've been there. I've yeah, been. Yeah. I've been in. God, I've been in that hole. Where I you knew. Just... You know what? I knew all those things that you say in class were rooted down into something. Oh, deeper. of course. I, I mean... knew. I was like, oh my god, that's like that. You. I was like, that must come from something. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. I'm like, damn. Yeah. She went through some stuff. I mean, yeah, you can make the decision, <laughs> right? Like yeah, yeah. some things are going to are going to beach down. They're going <laughs> to they're going to weigh you down. Yeah. There are some days I wake up and I just feel this like profound weight. And, you know, I get it. I've been there. But sometimes you just got to yeah. take a deep breath and you just got to go. Yeah. And so you just take that weight and you squat with it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's going to make you stronger yeah. or build that booty. Doug's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Crack those freaking walnuts. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. I know that's hard to talk about family sometimes. And I mean, yeah, it's hard because, like, I don't want to. There's, like, so much. And it's like, man, we could be here forever talking about yeah. all of that nonsense. And it's, you know, nobody wants to talk about the sad stuff. But sometimes that's what we need to hear. Our Instagrams, our Facebook, like what we even talk about people on just like the outside level. We only yeah. share them the good. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. what really builds you and really who you are is what actually everything you've done as a whole. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's true. But it's Sheila, true. our next topic. Yes. Traumatic injuries. Ooh, man, the injuries. Which one do you want to start with? Um, I mean, the knee is the biggest the one. Knee. The knee. The you knee. You took an arrow to the knee? I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a trampoline to the knee. Trampolines oh, are death machines. I was on a trampoline. It was on a trampoline. Oh. Man, it's the worst. And it cracks me up, man. Were you a gymnast or you just no, were at a trampoline I was, park? I, I mean, like, I Backyard. dabbled in gymnastics. It was, uh, yeah, it was a trampoline park. Um, and, and it, like, it cracks me up to this day. Like, all of the injuries, for the most part, that I've had, 
had have been doing like just stupid things like just mm. random stupid things like i think about all the other like crazy stuff that i did that would have easily warranted an injury mm. and like i you know walk out of that unscathed but like god forbid i go on a trampoline and now my acl is torn um oh, yeah 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 oh so good but like the worst part of it wasn't even the injury itself but it was the the treatment of the injury that followed um so yeah t i tore my acl in 2007 um and you know this is also when i'm like at the like depth of my depression and mm. no, you know, it doesn't help oh god no it doesn't help at all <laughs> and you know what i was more or less like coping using as a coping mechanism that i wasn't even aware of was just movement and you know like this was when i was like in martial arts and you know i was you know working you know with my own my own practice and then also i was teaching you know i was working with little kids um i used to walk everywhere i used to run everywhere you see me like i jump around i hang on things i climb things like that's just kind of like who i was and all of a sudden i couldn't do that and I couldn't sit for a long period of time. So like even getting up like in between classes to like get to the next class or like recess or this or that, like I couldn't walk, like my knee was locked. And so, you know, I go to the doctor as anyone would. And my doctor proceeds to tell me that there's nothing wrong with me and that it's all in my head and <laughs> oh my gives God. me ibuprofen. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, Okay, well, maybe there is nothing wrong with me. Maybe this is just a thing that's going to work itself out. Again, you know, a teenager, you know, just trying to deal with it. And, you know, a couple months go by and it's not getting better at all. Like it's, you know, in fact, hasn't changed at all. So I go back in. I'm like, no, like I really like I really have a problem. And, you know, she's like doing this and doing that, and, like, you know, running through some tests eh, and proceeds to tell me again, and there's nothing wrong. Like, I think that you just need to stay with the ibuprofen and, you know, it'll be fine. Um, so I try to like go about and live my life. And, you know, I try to get back into martial arts once it starts to feel a little bit better. And the first day that I come back, I collapse and like in a bad way, like it just, like the, <laughs> like the psychological response to it, I feel like is the worst. Like even now when someone tells me about a knee injury, I'm like, oh my God, I like feel it in my <laughs> yeah. stomach. I'm like, oh man, I know that pain. Um, and like that was really the, the solidifying moment of like, okay, the energetic life that I know is gone mm. for a while. And my <laughs> knee like really went undiagnosed for three years. Um, at one point they're like, well, go get an x-ray. I'm like, I'm like, why would I get an x-ray? There's nothing wrong with my bones. Yeah, it's like, all in my head. It's all in my head, it's but all, get an yeah. x-ray? Like, all right, cool. So it wasn't, it wasn't I'm, until- I'm just cuckoo. It's, yeah, exactly. Just cuckoo. so, just we're all a little mad here. Um, it wasn't until I dislocated my shoulder repetitively for a year oh, with no one believing oh me God. that I had dislocated my shoulder because I never went to have it reset. I just reset it myself. You know, it's just like, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to live like this. So I just pop it back in and go about my day. Um, and so when I'm going in and I'm like talking to the surgeon, I'm, he's like, OK, well, I'm going to have you get an MRI to like see what's happening in your shoulder. I'm like, hey, fantastic. Can you also like refer me for like a knee MRI? Like I had this thing happen. Like no one could tell me like what it was. And like, you know, they told me it was all in my head, but I really don't believe them. Like, I still can't do these things. So I go and I get... They told me it's in my head. They told me it's in my head. So I go and I essentially get my entire left side body MRI. And I come back in and, uh, man, the... the <laughs> 
right. <laughs> so good though. Yeah. It's man, this moment of this surgeon holding up the MRI to my knee for a split two seconds, two seconds, and he's like, "Yeah, you tore your ACL." And I, it was just like this validating feeling, but also this feeling of just frustration and malpractice. Anger. Yeah, I'm like, it took you two seconds to like figure that out and like for three years i've been you know listening to this yeah. cuckoo doctor you're telling tell people me like oh, yeah like oh it's all in my head so yeah. i just didn't even tell people about it right right right, right. <laughs> and you know and he's also looking at you know my shoulder capsule and he is like man this bitch is dented <laughs> like yeah no kidding and he's like trying to explain this to you know my parents who you know have to be present and he's like, yeah, you see all this? You see all of the different times that she has, like, messed this up and dislocated it? And it was also, like, that moment of, like, you know, because even my parents were like, no, nothing's wrong with you. You're fine. I'm like, well, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I ended up not getting the surgery on my knee because he was like, well, you're not an athlete. Like, I don't think you need it. And I'm like, all right, well, you know best. You're the surgeon. I don't know why I believe doctors anymore. <laughs> um, but I ended up getting the surgery on my shoulder. And, you know, like, that's more or less okay. Um, and then I end up several years down the road really really tearing my acl like oh. it was a minor tear before and now that sucker is non-existent and i managed to also tear the meniscus that you're not supposed to tear so when you tear your acl i think it's the the medial meniscus that usually goes along with it and i managed to do i believe the lateral and they're you know everyone's like how did you oh. even i'm like man i don't know skipping again people like it's not even like anything skipping? fun skipping oh skipping. my god you made me skip with you i i didn't make you do anything, <laughs> I, first I, of all <laughs> I was definitely skipping some uh, some part of Spartan. Yeah, and you know what? Like those moments of being able to skip and go downhill, I'm like, oh my god, I feel so I totally good. You like? Physically. I was like, what should you do? You should. He's like, let's skip. I was like, all right. You, you honestly like the amount of joy that I feel now when I can do that and just oh, know man. that like I'm good. I'm just I'm like solid. anything Jordan tells me to do is rooted in something. <laughs> it's rooted yes. in something. Yes. Honestly, if you ever see me just like expressing pure joy, it's because it's the exact opposite of like every. <laughs> everything else that I have experienced. Okay. Um, but so I end up actually having to go through and get this knee surgery, which ends up taking a long time. And Can so, we jump back? Yeah. What, what were you skipping? Uh, and why? <laughs> I was skping outside of a Beyonce concert that I never got into, and I'm not bitter about it at all. Oh, and you it's fine. Oh, wait, you were it's in. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. You know, <laughs> it's cool. As she looks away. Yeah, you know, gazes oh. off into the distance longingly, like, oh, man, I bet that would have oh. been a lot of fun. No, instead, I, I I got to like wait out by myself in the most like excruciating oh God, pain. Sucks. Yeah, I have thrown. That up sounds like a. Cr horrible night that makes me want to it throw was. up no so i did yeah i've thrown <laughs> up for pain twice in my life and uh tearing my acl that that one night and my meniscus was uh was the first time i have genuinely <laughs> and you couldn't get in pain. the beyonce concert i did not want to at that point that was the did, last but thing you on didn't my get mind. it that was before that was on the way before in. the skip that was on the way in so now it's funny <laughs> because i did it like you know i was going with a group of people <laughs> so people will be like hey jordan beyonce is coming into town i'm like i bet she is <laughs> god forbid <laughs> I tear something else. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! You no, know, just just make what a stadium joke. it was? It was Levi. Uh, I was mm -hmm. right over there. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, after a month of having my knee locked in a 90 degree position, I finally got the surgery. And yeah. I mean, the physical therapy that went that I went through afterwards. I'm gonna send the Beyonce team this snippet. Yeah. Give her free tickets. Give me free tickets. I deserve it. If I get those tickets, you know how awesome that. Be. That would be amazing. That would be that would be amazing. I'm gonna yeah. DM it to them. <laughs> you should. 
you should be like hey this really sad experience happens like <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine yeah so All i right. mean just like that that sheer amount of pain so it's like and... the worst terror super terror yeah yeah so when the, was that uh this was man 2006 2005 mm. you know a little while ago at this point um but that recovery was oh man it was bad um i mean it wasn't bad it was it was hard i mean i think that's the biggest thing and you know after having like this guarded sense around my knee for so long um you know happy that i'm now on the other end like i'm finally getting the surgery i'm finally healing and doing this and doing that but yeah. like the pain response to some of the things that they had me go through like my knee again it was fixed in a bent position and yeah. so part of my physical therapy was um, the physical therapist putting one hand on my thigh and one hand on my lower leg and trying to press my leg down into a straight position. Mm. And every single time, and this happened, you know, for over the period of a couple weeks, every single time it was just that punch in the gut again, like I am going to throw up. And it was just, you know, like such a deep, <laughs> visceral response. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, whenever, and I mean, whenever someone comes up to me and they're like this knee injury, I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of physical therapy. I think everyone yeah. could benefit from physical therapy. If you are listening now and your physical therapist has responded or has given you exercises that you know you're not doing, this is your reminder to go and do them. <laughs> go do those exercises. Um, but it was it was really like coming back to life in a lot of ways um, because then I got to start doing the things that I loved and I got to start feeling better about it. Yeah. Um, because during that period of time, I wasn't able to move and so i wasn't able to cope with like all of the other things that were going on um and i didn't have that that stress or anger management let's call it what it is yeah. it was anger management yeah um and i didn't really i wasn't really aware of it at the time it wasn't until you know i had like this major tear that i was like wow like being able to like move my body has a very profound effect on mm. my general well-being yeah and so you know you happy it does it does and so when i came out of that like I really started to passionately get after it. Yeah. Um, and I'm a lot happier for it. I'm definitely a lot stronger for it. I, and it helped me to get through a lot of the stress, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the depression, because I felt connected to my body again. And that helped me connect to some of the other physiological responses that I was having in um, these other situations that were mm -hmm. causing me anxiety. And, you know, being able to just process that um has been amazing for my growth as an individual um so you know even when like there are these setbacks that happen there are lessons to be learned there's you know insight to gain there's you know so much the good that can come out of it and that really shifted my perspective um i'm not the person that i was you know even just a couple of years ago um and i look back and you know the benefit of hindsight being able to see really how angry and how sad and all of that i was uh man it's it's crazy it's a trip and so i think that that's what makes me really passionate about helping other people connect to their body um and connect to you know just that sense of mindfulness and that sense of being present and being grounded and 
the compassion that I feel for people who are working through some of the things that they might not be aware of. And, you know, when I interact with people who come at me hot, like there's some days, there's some days where like people walk into, you know, the gym or the studio, not so much the gym, I shouldn't say that, but in some of my other locations and you can see it. You can see that they are mad and they're angry. And it's like in the way that they interact with people for no reason. I'm yeah. like, for free? Like, you're doing this for free. All of the flavors in the world and you choose to be salty. Okay. <laughs> you know? And, you know, it, like, it just kind of gave me a sense of patience and compassion for those people because it's just that reminder of, like, everyone is going through something everyone is fighting their battles whether they're aware of it or not and honestly more often than not i don't think that people are aware of it i don't think that people want to look back and like address where some of these things started so you know i get this like fun job of being able to just like kill them with kindness and like great you're gonna come into my class i'm gonna make you feel some things let's <laughs> <And, laughs> work this know, shit out we're, we're gonna do some shadow work whether you like it or not no i like i really don't tap into that i think that that's something that is entirely personal but it I love being surrounded by people who are willing to address like some of their past trauma and they'll make jokes about it. I'm like, I know that this deeply affects you and I appreciate that you're making a joke about it and you're trying to be lighthearted and you are trying to move past <laughs> it. Um, yeah, it's a trip. But, you know, I, I just try to I just try to focus on the joy and just be kind to everyone. My God, I know you're going through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, that makes it amazing. Cause like now I understand like when you're moving and you're going to you, like you get to do this stuff. Yeah. Like Odin is like, you like to move? Let me take that shit away. Yeah. Now you can have it back. Right. You right. are Iron Maiden now. Yeah. No, <laughs> I honestly, I came back way stronger. And, you know, I'm, uh, I have no words for like the joy that I feel being able to move without pain. And like, I get how chronic pain just affects people day to day. Yeah. Um, it can make them grumpy. It, it can make them a lot of things, my goodness. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've worked with a lot of clients, you know, in one-on-one -on -one settings who have, you know, they have these surgeries, they have this, they have that. And being able to be like, you know, it's, it's going to get better. There, there is, you know, another side to this. And, um, you know, being able to relate and share my experience, um, I think, helps our relationship quite a bit for sure but it also like it gives a lot back to me like being able to see the little bits of myself you know in them as well and just like recognize that struggle and just like i will help you in any way that i can <laughs> like yeah. i will do anything to help you feel better oh because gosh. i know how amazing it's gonna be yeah oh jordan said that to me one day i was just like i was like we, we be on was like i'll do anything for you Myron. i'm yeah. like anything yeah. i just said a podcast <laughs> but that yeah. meant a lot to me because like not that many people say that to me you know so yeah. i was just like that's cool like you're a very endearing person when, when you get that. to know you honestly like if i if i let you into the fold like i i'm very much that way like i'll give you the shirt off my back i'll give you the food out my bag like there you know there have definitely been times where like people walk into the studio i'm like i don't have this i'm like here like have it you need my food you can have it like you need to borrow a shirt you can have it like you know i it takes no effort sometimes yeah. like there are things that you can do for free to just like make people's yeah. day better to feel good to feel good yeah. yeah i would love i mean the little acts of kindness like that's my jam during the day. Just like the little things that you could do, hold the door open, help that person, you know, mm -hmm. in the grocery store, do whatever. 
um, you know, even just smiling to yeah, people I mean, on the sidewalk. Like, oh my gosh. I, yeah. I love that. I, you I, know what I, I've been doing these last couple of weeks? I, I, when I go to Starbucks, I buy a coffee for the person behind me. I love that. And they're like, why? And he's like, why not? And, yeah. then I, and then I walk away a little fast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. No, and then they're and just that's... thinking about that experience like the whole morning. Oh, just yeah. Just grab me a coffee. Oh, yeah. I know. No it's, it's like the small things that you can do. And I think that it's nice to be able to reach out to people. I think that it's very easy to get caught up in your own bubble and get caught up in your own world. And I say this as someone who gets very much wrapped in their own head. You know, I, I catch myself. I'll be, you know, out doing errands and whatever, and I'll realize, like, man, I haven't made eye contact with, like, anybody. And, like, you know, I'm just definitely, like, in my own world. I haven't, and, like, haven't stared anyone down today. No, not even that. Not even that. But just, like, you know, I haven't, like... Oh. This is a nice the time to connect. This is a nice segue. You notice that pillow? A, this pillow? I notice a pattern, which is your next theme. Patterns, yes. Yeah. Yes. Noticing patterns. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. So, I mean, for me, like, noticing patterns was definitely, um, you know, it started off small. It started off just, like, with the things, you know, that I do when I teach. Um, you know, like the things that you say, and I think you, you get this, like as a yoga instructor, it's like if I hear my say, or if I hear myself say inhale and exhale one more time, <laughs> like I'm going to murder myself. You know, like you just, <laughs> there are these like these things that you say and like after a while I'm like, oh man, I hate it. And like there are, you know, things that I do in class, like poses and exercises that I absolutely love. I think they feel so good and like they're so great. And for all of these different reasons, they have so many benefits. And I'll walk in and I'll be like, mm, today we're not going to see that. Like just anything that I can do to challenge myself, um, you know, as an instructor, especially when I'm sequencing, like I hate feeling stagnant. I hate feeling uninspired and feeling like I'm doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Like I, again, you know, routine is great. Love a routine, but I will switch up my routine as well, especially if I'm having like a bad day. I'm like, I'm going to take a different route to work. I'm going to get a different beverage. I'm going to get a different food, like something, just anything to kind of shake it up. And you know, it, that's kind of how it started. And then again, you know, like noticing the patterns in my mannerisms, in my reactions, in the words that I use. And that has also been a really big thing, not only in the way that I speak to other people, but in the way that I speak to myself. Um, and just like, you know, when you're frustrated with yourself, like the things that you say to yourself and, you know, when you're upset or this, this or that, and just being able to recognize the patterns notice your tendencies and being able to decide you know is this worth keeping or can i switch it up is this something that i can let go you know i like to pull the rug out from under myself quite a bit and just kind of kind of see how to adapt so i think that being able to break up your routine um is gonna bring a, a very interesting sense of joy to yeah. life no i love <laughs> that shit. i think <laughs> you have that's a there's a lot in that because what you're doing is like you're forcing yourself to grow oh my gosh yeah because like when we do the same shit every day then it's the same shit every exactly day. <laughs> it's exactly that exactly and you know i you know with the conversations that i have with people who are like you know i'm just like doing the same thing and over and over i'm like mm, switch it up try something different try a class you've never taken you know try food you don't you think that you don't like and that's another thing man like the patterns that we tell ourselves we're like i can't 
or ugh. I hate hearing people say I can't. Oh, oh my gosh. You just said it. I, I know. Your I just, face and your energy just changed. I, yeah. Wow, because it's like, so crazy. And it's something that I like. Oh, I, I, I feel it. My I, spine I know, hurts. Right? You're right. My, uh, I'm crunching my shoulders now. Yeah. And I've, I've said it to myself again because, you know, all these injuries where I like literally could not walk and I couldn't do these things. And so as I started to become more capable, like still having that fear response of like, well, I can't do that. You know, having the repaired shoulder, looking at monkey bars, like there's no freaking way I'm going to do monkey bars. Um, you know, I can't do these box jumps or yeah. whatever because of my knee and this, this and that. And being able to break up your routine that yeah. way and just like, well, what if you just tried it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like because they're already exiting, they're exiting themselves out. Exactly. Like I have, you know, I have friends mm -hmm. and they're like, I'm too old. Uh. I can't do this. <laughs> and then things that I'm like. I hate saying like people, but you know, our, the owner of our gym is at a certain age and she's fucking waking up at four and doing these yeah. workouts like every day and yeah. she's like a fucking killer. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. and she's older than the people that think they're too old to do things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a gentleman um, at yoga stores who I absolutely love and adore. He cracks me up. Um, amazing person. Uh, he's in his eighties and he's taking power <laughs> and like, you know, young man. Hell young yeah. man. Yeah. He like comes in and. And, you know, he does what he can. But I just so respect that, you know, he's just he's still showing up like he's still doing the thing. And, you know, I've heard people who say, like, I can't do the Spartan because, you know, I'm too old. I'm like, I have seen people way older than you, way bigger than you, way less. You know, I don't want to say less capable, but I have seen multiple people do these events in wheelchairs and crutches and like all kinds of things i'm like i i don't want to hear people say i can't if they have not tried and even if you have tried like stop saying it just keep trying <laughs> um but i like like who taught us that and that's another thing i'm just like you know the things that we were taught or the things that we picked up when we were growing up and like a lot of the responses past history yeah exactly like a lot of the fear response um, I think that some of us, we pick up from, you know, our parents and our grandparents and, you know, the family members that are closest to us who are genuinely afraid for our well-being. And we'll be like, well, you can't do this thing because you're going to get hurt. Mm. And, you know, a lot of that I feel like I took on for a while and, you know, getting into a place again where it's like, is that who I am? Is that my response or is this something that I've learned? So disrupting patterns just across the board, like I'm a huge fan of, you know, change the way that you speak, yeah. change the way that you look at certain situations. Even if you try to approach it from a different angle and it doesn't work, great. Like yeah. you tried and you can come back to it and try it again or try it from a different angle, you know? Oh, the way you speak is so important. It's I, it, so important. It is. It's like it's. I realize words are so powerful because yep. when you even talk to yourself. Oh my gosh! Especially uh, when you talk to yourself. Especially when you talk like, can I do this? And I'm like, you know. And I'm like, what is my person? Like, Mars like, my my inner monologue is like, fucking do it. Yeah. You know. Love but that. It, but it used to be when I was depressed, like, oh, like no one wants to see you do it. Yeah. Like, oh, like you're such a waste. Like I had my inner monologue was telling me that. I'm wasting people's time when I hang out with them. It's such a crazy it thing. Sucks. You know, yeah. and like I and like I didn't want to be around people when I was like heavy like I, I couldn't even keep up. I was telling everyone I was gonna start running again and I didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why like you see me post on Instagram and there is like every time I wake up in the morning, it was like long ago on the road, I told you where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. Because a long ago, maybe like a, about a year and a half ago, I was like telling people I'm gonna get back to my fitness, I'm gonna work out again, I'm gonna teach yoga and I failed. 
No. And I told people, and I was like, I didn't do it. I did it for one day, and I stopped, and then I got fatter again. And <laughs> it was just crazy. And then it was just like, I just gave up on my word, and my ego was hit. Yeah. I was telling myself I can't. I was like, look, you tried, and you still got it. And I was, like, laughing at myself because I was so excited. Why are you sucked? But, like, it's when I came back to F45. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I first met Emily, and I first met you guys. Like, I knew this was the environment I needed. Like, great. Long ago. I came on this road. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to know where I'm coming from. Yeah. And I wake up at 4.30, 4 to go take that class. I yeah. play that song. Now everyone knows, like, why that song gets me hyped. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I told everyone I would I'd come back. I, I told myself. It wasn't about everyone else. Mm-hmm. It was about me oh, letting, my, letting myself know that I could do this, that I came back, and here I am now. Yeah. Anything that you do... I mean, there are going to be situations that, you know, it's not going to be for you. But a lot of the things when it comes to like your health, when it comes to your wellness, um, I really try to get people away from this idea of an aesthetic and just do the thing because it's going to make you healthier and it's going to make you feel better. And, you know, as a woman in the fitness industry, I have a lot of comments made about my body. And as a woman in general, there have been comments made about my body since I was young. And I remember being in middle school, having a grown woman tell me like, oh, you'd be so pretty if you wore makeup. I'm like, I'm a child. First of all, (laughs) I'm a child child who says that to a child. But, you know, like it stuck with me for a long time. And like the comments that were made, you know, about my body, like growing up, like definitely had an influence in, you know, my confidence and my idea of self-worth and like the clothes that I would choose to wear. My God, I like look back and, uh, you know, I have family in Texas and for um, a really long time, COVID kind of like threw everything off. But Mm. we would all come from different areas of the country and meet in Texas we would have like a couple weeks that we would all spend together and it's like the dead of august where it's the hottest it's the most humid and i'm walking around in pants because i am like too self-conscious to wear shorts like (laughs) what the hell so you know being able to step away from that and just get into a place of just wanting to take care of yourself for the take of take or for the sake of taking care of yourself um I think is one of the most empowering things that you can do for yourself because then it's, you know, it's not about how you look and it's just genuinely like, how do you feel? And once you attach yourself to that, I feel like it's so much easier. Once I stopped working out because I was worried about how my body looked and started focusing more on what my body can do and, you know, how working out makes me feel and like how it makes me be a better person to the people, you know, who are around me, then it became a lot easier to stay consistent. And, you know, it doesn't hurt that I love F45 and I love doing yoga and I love like going out and doing stuff. I still hate running. I, 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 I hate running too. I told you, remember I told <laughs> oh you that? You, I, was, I hate running. He's like, well, you better start liking it. Yeah, well, because like, we were like a week out, we were going to be doing Spartan. I'm I was like, like oh, I'm not running. I, I was think, like, I think you might need to change that just a little bit. I'll jump, bro. Yeah. No, but when it comes to like training, um, you know, there there are moments where I'm just like, I would rather not. Um, I still do it because I know that it's important, but yeah, it's not for me. The runner's high is a myth. I don't believe any of you. (laughs) You guys are all wackadoodle. (laughs) Woo-hoo! Yeah, wackadoodle in the noodle. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but like being able to just like move for like the sheer joy of it, you know, and ah, man. Nice segue. Joy, 
joy ideas concept of play the concept of play what's that definition well just like play in general the so i took a i had to take i had to take a philosophy of sport class oh wow oh yes this is where this came from your legit philosophy Philosophy concept of sport okay and i remember signing up for this class because it's mandatory sj state yep and just being a little bit mad about it like really like this uh, this is not what i want to do like i want to be doing like the rehab stuff like give me the nitty-gritty give me the biomechanics like that's what i want um, I actually ended up loving the class and I loved the instructor. Like, I feel like I would take almost any of his classes. Like, he was just such a brilliant. Do you remember his name? Yeah, Daniel Bohegan. Bohegan. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry if you're listening and I'm butchering your last name. It's not because I don't adore you, I do. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he just, like, he was so vibrant about teaching the class and like you could tell like he really loved like talking philosophy and talking about all these philosophers and i i love it but it's it's so hard to like attach to one philosophy because i'm like some of them like all have like valid bearings and like some of them i'm like well that's deeply flawed but that's okay um but one of the big things that we were talking about was the concept of play and like what is play and uh i think one of my favorite things was he was talking about like games and he's like it's taking like an ordinary life task and making it difficult just for the sake of it. And I love that. I love the idea of just like, well, I could do this, but like, I could also make it harder and let's just see if I can do it. And like that, that sense of accomplishment, that sense of fun um, has really been, again, like part of like the whole workout thing. And like, you know, I could do just this one thing or I could make it more complex and I can have fun with it. Like I could link together all these different exercises and now it's challenging, you know, this, this, isn't that. But outside of that, just like giving yourself permission to be playful and taking like fewer things seriously. As ice like, cream music plays. I know, my God. <laughs> so this is so funny. I have been like really attuned to like the little synchronicities in life like over <laughs> these last few months. Like this year has really been a very profound year. And like that is just like, whoo, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, just inviting play into life in general and just like the little things. I, I think that when we're really in the thick of it, when we're really, you know, feeling the overwhelm, we're feeling the stress, we're feeling all of the, you know, f- less fun things that we have to feel. Yeah. Those little moments of play, I think just kind of bring in that sunshine. And I, I, mean, I try to keep it playful all the time especially when i'm coaching because like i know how hard it can be sometimes when you're working that heavy lift i get it but like come out of it and dance oh my god yeah we make a joke we're the most dancey studio we really are but i think that that's really the way you move your shoulders you're just like i'm like oh yeah she's feeling i was like i'm feeling it out here (laughs) i'm always i'm always dancing around the room even when i'm teaching yoga like i got my little booty shake going in down dog i'm like yeah this song's a banger (laughs) yeah in 11 hours i'm dancing with jordan yep (laughs) pretty much and i mean like even just like skipping through the spartan and skipping down the street and i'm like oh that's a tree i could probably climb i want to climb that you know just like taking those little moments like that's what we used to do when we were kids right and like i think that that we lose that in the transition into adulthood age i'm too old for this it's we take things way too seriously and i think that that's when we start to yeah. I don't know why everyone's like, even my best friend, he says a lot. I'm like, dude, stop saying that. Like, 
You're not. You're just. I'm. You're a year younger than me, and you're saying you're too old for this. Yeah. Like ew. Pass. Like find something that brings you joy. Find something that you feel happy doing and that's one of the things that that's the best advice that i give to people who are like well you know like i want to start like getting fit and i want to do this and i want to do that but like i don't know where to start i'm like start with the thing that makes you happy start with the thing that you can come back to you know if you really like to go and you know play beach volleyball like just go play beach volleyball if you you know enjoy going on hikes you know and chatting with your friends great go on hikes and chat with your friends you know if you want to like make up little games to play with your kids like do that you know just anything that doesn't it doesn't have to feel like work yeah i think that that's i think yeah people are afraid to like get into this routine like oh i'm gonna have to go work yeah. out i'm like you yeah. get to work out exactly. <laughs> you get to exactly. go to this but you it, get to hang out with dj jordan you know? <laughs> yes but it, i get it it is hard and um you know, it's hard to start it is hard to start but there's also there have been studies that have been conducted you know for like exercise and anxiety and stress management and for some people who are again like really in that thick deep heavy depression and that that really heavy anxiety going in and doing high intensity um you know exercises and doing those really heavy lifts can sometimes <laughs> make it worse and you know working out in a lot of ways feels like suffering you know it does it feels like pain like uh, there are so many runners that i talk to and they're like oh, yeah, yeah i do it because it sucks you know embrace the suck and like yes absolutely <laughs> like embrace the suck i totally support you like do that but like this this idea that like your workout routine has to be this weird masochistic yeah. thing it doesn't like, have to suck it doesn't it doesn't you don't have, have to, to be suck. on your knees for My that either gosh i love to sit like i I hate I hate to see it but I love to see it in yoga where people are just like pushing into a stretch I'm like I think you're missing the point <laughs> I, think, I think you're if you and I've, I've said it before in yeah. classes where I'm like you know if you've come into my class to to beat yourself up or to punish yourself for you know the thing you drank the thing you yeah. ate like this is or that I was like then you are in the wrong person's yeah. class you're like, just you're supposed to go to the masochism convention yeah exactly <laughs> I, yeah this is this is the wrong expo yeah. now I modify all the time like I feel like as a someone that goes to a lot of yoga you're not like comparing yourself i feel like you shouldn't for like people do people do like, oh they're doing this they're doing and you know what no one cares yeah no one cares honestly yeah and like yeah. I, I hear that from people who are afraid to start they're like well i know i don't know what i'm doing yeah, i want to make a fool of myself yeah, i'm like, like everyone's gonna see me and then no, no one cares I, I go and i don't care about anything yeah even like when I'm following my side and I just do it because like it feels good when I'm just chilling for a yeah. second, you know? Well, and especially when you start to practice like with the arm balances and the inversions and like, let's be honest, single leg balancing poses, someone's going to fall. Yeah, someone yeah. is going to take a little bit of a shift and a little bit of a tumble. And honestly, anytime I see someone fall out of an arm balance, I like, I'm like, hell yeah, like good job. Like way to like find yeah. that limit, find that boundary and yeah. now like try and work People should be it. more afraid of not being in a supportive community. I think so. They're more afraid of like, that community ridiculing him but you couldn't even have a chance of having a supportive community if you don't even if you're not even like trying to yeah. be in one honestly and i think that that's one of the ways that i kind of break character as a yoga instructor i mean as you've seen you know i'm like here like this is yoga playtime this is your yogi playtime like what are you working on like well, let's have some fun and just like being able to be like hey guys like 
it's just yoga. Like, don't take it too seriously. The days where I can get people to smile and laugh and I attempt it almost every single time, unless I come in and like today is gonna be like a really mindful flow and like blah, blah, blah. you know, but I'm still gonna try and get you to laugh at the end because like, again, don't take it too seriously. Um, and just trying to get that camaraderie going of like, oh, we're all laughing and we're all having a good time and we're all gonna try this thing. And if we fall out, it's not the end of the world, you know? And I think that once you kind of get people to, to open up out of that and get into a place like no one's gonna judge me, that's when people start to be more comfortable to find their limit. I think that when we're afraid that people are gonna ridicule us, like, of course, we're not gonna try. We're not gonna try as well or as hard as we can. If you're approaching something from a place of fear and a place of anxiety, you're gonna have a hard time really being there. But when you can approach it from a state of calm, from a state of peace, and you can continue to breathe, that's when the magic really happens. And there's a message about life in there somewhere, it's fine. Um, <laughs> take some deep breaths, people, it's gonna be okay. Um, you know, it, I think that just life gets so much better. It gets so much easier. And, you know, I, I try to remind people who I can see, like, going through it just in the day-to-day, -to -day too. Like, hey, breathe a little bit. <laughs> when was the last time you took a deep breath? I recognized it in myself, too. Just, you know, fear is going to happen. Anxiety is going to happen. And, you know, maybe you fall. So what? <laughs> that's not failure. Yeah. I, I think that that's a big thing. It's just recognizing that it's okay to try and not hit it the first time. Yeah, you have to fall first before you are onwards. Absolutely. What it, what's the uh, the Daruma doll? Fall seven times, rise eight. Oh, I love it. Oh, I yeah. I love it. Mm. Yep. It's okay. You're gonna get beat down. You're gonna get knocked down more than once, and just keep coming up. Just keep standing up, man. It, it's so easy to stay down. It's hard to get up. I get it, but I don't think I've ever met a person who was incapable of getting up and rising up and doing the thing. And you know, if I can help them see that in these small settings, like have these little victories and just recognize that this doesn't have to be just in this space. Like this translates to all things. You get to be this person outside of this room. That's, I think, the best part. <laughs> so good. So uh, good. Well-spoken words, Shield Maiden. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Christina it. Christina named you Shield Maiden, right? I named me Shield Maiden. You named you Shield Maiden. I named me Shield Maiden. From yes. Valhalla. Yeah. Is that from, like, from Vikings? Yeah, I mean, you know, Shield Maidens are um, just female Viking warriors, you know. Uh, a lot of things not great about Viking culture, sure. Um, but, <laughs> As you we know, were like, well, yeah, I watched the HBO series. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's a lot of things about culture today that is not great, sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, like, the that sense of, you know, like, women are capable and women are badass yeah. and women can, should be feared, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You have that yeah. awesome F45 jersey that you wear. It's a uh, Shield Maiden in the back. I yeah. was like... I you look so it. tough. Thank you. I wore it when I went to go sub at the other location. And I was like, ooh, yeah. Uh, this will be an interesting introduction to who I am as a <laughs> yeah. person. <laughs> Shield maiden. Shield maiden. Yeah, no, I think that. Yeah, with your strong shoulders, you're just like. <laughs> I know, I know. My my man shoulders, my buff man shoulders. I love shoulders. it. It's so funny. It fills the shirt. It really, does. Sh it, I know. Someone else wears a shirt. It's not the same. Yeah, it's it cracks me up, though, because like. If I'm going to hear about it, it's from men. Men are like, damn, you're jacked. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do with this information. Oh, man. You know, like, again, I have to stop or I have to distance myself from, like, the aesthetic and focus again on the capability. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, 
it I, names are empowering the way that you speak to yourself is empowering if you don't like your nickname and you want to do something different do something different like pick who you're going to be decide who you're going to be oh i want to have a nickname now you should have a nickname you should have that thing that you're like yes i am this dancy dancy okay be dancy you are dancy. That was like, I think that, that brought me like so much, and it, it continues to bring me joy, but so much joy about watching you go through this part. Like the second I roll up on you, like you dancing, you got the music going, you dancing, you know, and like take that with you at all times. Yeah, yeah. Be that guy. I had the music playing. Oh, that was so great. You know, I was, I did just start at Emily. I was like, yeah. was like I don't even care if I finished the race. I just want to have fun. Yeah. 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 And yeah, it was, yeah. it was great for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, Martin's coming. He's coming. All right. He's coming. He's right there. He's right there. Let me add no. some flavor. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Spice it up all the time. Make it spicy. Oh, my gosh. I love flavor. So we hit all of our themes. Those are our themes. So I wanted to ask you, um, was there anything else that we didn't talk about that you actually want to bring up now before we go to our questions? Um, anything I want to talk about or bring up? I don't know. Like I, I, I think like the big things for me are, you know, how, you know, the relationship that we have with ourselves and how that translates to the relationships that we have with the people in our community and the people around us. And, you know, maybe the relationships that we wish were different and, you know, doing something about that, which I think like all of my themes have like <laughs> pretty much touched on. So yeah. like just kind of like tying it back in like that, that's really, that's really it. Other than that, like, I'm happy to chat about all things. Let's talk about food. Let's talk about drink. Let's talk about all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just DM her. She responds. I do. I do. I have most of my notifications turned off. Um, that was like a big thing that I did for myself for just general mental well-being, especially with the yeah. shutdown, like having just like my screen constantly yeah, blowing up. Messages. And especially when I'm tagging the shit. Yeah, out of no, that, no, like that's great. <laughs> but like I, you know, I'm in a couple of discord groups, you know, I've got discord groups for this, this oh, and that. Yeah, and like, yeah. man, it was just constant and like Snapchat and Instagram yeah, and like so all many. of that. There's so much of it. I just it. pick a, I pick one or two. I'm like, that's it. I have turned off almost all notifications for social media. The, I still yeah. get my emails and at this point i'm about to turn those notifications off i'm getting like 300 a day like it's yeah. you know and this is you know, mostly from san jose state yeah. i'm looking at you san jose state uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know it's crazy yeah. so like it's it's amazing like turning your phone off putting your phone on airplane mode doing all that being present um so great but like also just limiting the amount of times that you feel like you have to check your phone like not having the notifications gives me the power to be like you know okay i feel like i'm gonna check in on instagram yeah, yeah. and then i'll check in and i've got like you know 20 dms and i'm like boy <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> always like one or two tags for me <laughs> yeah yeah nope i love them i welcome them all the time um send me memes i love yeah. memes um huge fan of those uh yeah i i do my best to respond if it's delayed i usually try and tell people like hey i'm sorry i have my instagram notifications turned off like you know if it's important here's my phone number yeah. um, you just weren't popular enough uh, you know i don't, <laughs> I don't even know it's, that it's that but i talk to uh, the same amount of people consistently but i i mean that's like the best part about being in the community right yeah, yeah. it's like everyone knows yeah. oh for sure like being able to like share all of the like fun things that are going on and i get people who send me like hey like i'm doing this and like this yeah. is that Ooh, and like especially with the shutdown with like all of the zoom teaching yeah. that you know we had to do you know having those messages of people reaching out like hey i took your class and like 
it was so nice to just like hear your voice and like see the studio and like man that that really kept me afloat too so you know social media is uh, you know the devil we know 100 percent um but there's a lot of good that comes out of it and that connection is great and you know so it's not one of those things that i'm ready to give up entirely i wrestle with social media especially with like creating content and like <laughs> Again, like, who am I to, like, put this stuff up? Like, no yeah. one cares. No, All right. no one cares. Oh, they do. <laughs> so, you know, it's being able to just, like, take it at, yeah. you know, the, the bits that I want. I just create the content for you. Mm. <laughs> if you could, that would be amazing. Because some days I, like, walk in and I'm like, you know, I haven't done, like, a yoga video in a while. That'd be kind of fun. And, you know, some days it's just, like, I feel uninspired. And, yeah. like, I enjoy the movements that I go through. But, you know, it's not... It's not yeah. something that I feel like everyone's like, oh, yeah, I needed to see that. <laughs> so, you know, if I could have someone come in and be like, hey, like maybe post this or post this or post this like that. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. I got to make a yoga gift for you. Yes, please yeah, make yeah. it. Make me a yoga gift. I would love that. <laughs> I know. I'm putting you just like um, doing a clean yeah. for your yoga class. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I know. It's I was like, little... I was like, I don't. Then I put a yoga person next to you. Yeah, I, like, I know. It's I was perfect. like, hope they get it. It's perfect. It's all good. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a hybrid. You know, it's movement. <laughs> it's movement in general for me. Like, movement right. is the thing that I care about. All right. So I'm gonna move on to my questions. So yes. all of my 28 people that I've interviewed, I ask them the same questions. Okay. Um. So there's six questions. Number one, what are things that you do to seize the day? Ooh. What are the things I do to seize the day? Um, well, in terms of like a general like setup or prep, I've kind of come to the realization that I don't really like need anything to seize the day. I think that the ability to seize the day is 100% a mindset. Because again, mm. there are days where I wake up late and now I have five minutes to get dressed and get out the door. And like, you know, I use that time in the morning to like, okay, like, what do I want to do in class today? Like, if we're going to go here, then it'd be nice to see this. Yeah. It'd be nice to see this. And sometimes that just doesn't happen. Um, so I think that just being able to take the moments of stillness where you can get them be able to just take those deep breaths and try and quiet some of the overwhelm and just be like all right what is important in this moment what is the thing that i can do right now what are the tasks today that are manageable um you know and if i've got the freedom to like write the list like great i'll write a list um but just being able to kind of work through it in the little moments that you have um yeah, just just find your center. Find your center, take some breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and then go forth and conquer. <laughs> go forth and conquer. Yep. Number two, what is the point of life? The point of life is to live. The point of life, honestly, like, you know, after having spent so many years in the hustle and in the grind and not living my life for me, being able to just find what living means to you I think is like the biggest thing and definitely you know the connection that you share with people um and your ability to you know have those random acts of kindness you know use those little opportunities to spark joy um even if it's not something that you're gonna get anything from right like I would love to make someone else's day like I I love that those those moments to me are just like, yeah. yes love it I was like, I wanted to like, you just Marie Kondo. 
like spark joy spark joy yeah. i love it so yeah, I, mean, I, was, I, I was watching the episode last night yeah <laughs> I was watching every last time night. i am reminded of her i think of this one meme and it was like right at the height of like covid yeah. where we were all really funny and uh, yeah, it, was yeah, like, yeah. it was like when it was like you know maria kondo like gestures to a man <laughs> like does this man spark joy and the audience goes no <laughs> and so she throws him into a <laughs> oh my god! I wasn't expecting you to say that. I oh think you'd be like, "Oh, that was yeah. so good!" Oh, like every time, it's like that deep belly laugh. I, oh, I love it. I love it. I love memes, people. I love it. Make me laugh. I love to laugh. Oh, good stuff. Oh, I gotta find that one now. Number three. What are things in society that people could do better at? Oh, man, so many things. My gosh. Uh, Stop littering. Okay. If you're listening, stop littering. Stop doing it. Uh, God, I can't stand it. (laughs) That was like, fuck, you got off me. Oh, yeah. No, like one of my favorite things to do is like go into parks and to beaches. And I am the annoying person who will pick up some trash. I will do that. I annoy so many people who have to hang out with me. um, And like, bless you if you're patient with me. But like, man, I see, I hate seeing beer cans on the ground. That drives me up a wall or uh, just on the ground. But um, yeah, no, like just be patient with people. Um, Be compassionate. (laughs) (laughs) I think that just remember, like everyone is fighting their battles. Everyone is going through it. And I genuinely believe that we are all doing our best, except for people who litter. We all are doing (laughs) the best that we can (laughs) with what we've got. Um, And that, you know, it's enough in the day to day. Just be patient and trust that people are, they're going to get there. They're going to get there in their own time. Mm. Number four, happiest moment you can remember. Oh, honestly, like after the years and years and years that I just spent again in the hole, I feel that at this point, every time that I feel happy and every time that I feel joy, I lean into it and I make it the happiest I've ever been. Mm, Um, But, you know, at the same time, (laughs) there are a lot of really great moments. And, you know, the the weekend that we all spent together, like in doing the Spartan and getting over those obstacles and seeing everyone, you know, cross that finish line, especially the people who were so scared. I think I spoke to almost everyone on the team at one point who was just like, I'm scared. <laughs> like, okay, but it's gonna be all right. We're gonna we're gonna do this thing. And so seeing you know people being able to kind of push back or pass that fear response was was awesome. I think that that's really you know the thing that I value the most about coaching. But you know just like that, there's so much joy, there's so much zen, and like there have been moments where it's just like me in the ocean or me in the mountain, and I'm like this is joy, this is pure, this is sunshine, and like seeing joy in others like that makes me happy. So, yeah, every happy moment, I just, I just lean into. Yeah, all of them. That's such a great answer. <laughs> I was like, you just topped a lot of people. That yes, be that I, I am the winner. No, 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 it's no a winner. competition now. No, I'm winners. kidding. I'm kidding. It's not a competition. No, but you did pretty good, though. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. If you had to be measured. Yeah, yeah, you did pretty good. 10 out of 10. I'm always a 10 out of 10. Number five. <laughs> Even when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> biggest lesson or proverb that currently resonates with you man life is full of lessons um so you know i've i've definitely learned my fair share um 
there's one that has always really stuck with me and mm. I it had a really profound effect on me as an instructor, you know, especially in a in a setting in a very competitive setting and in a setting that I wasn't well received because, you know, I am not um like the demographic of the area mm-hmm. and just like feeling like you know i'm never going to be accepted like i'm never going to be liked and this there's a quote and i'm actually pretty sure it's a dita von tess quote like <laughs> go girl um but the quote is um you know you could be the sweetest juiciest ripest peach in the world and there are still going to be people who don't like peaches and like that idea of like you could be the best version of yourself and there are still going to be people that like don't like you or don't get along with you and like that's okay and like i think about that too like the people that i don't like and they're you know you know i try to be patient with everyone but there are people that i just like i fundamentally i'm like i bump heads with you now i'm sure you know later on down the road our relationship will change and i'm sure that you are your own version of the sweetest juiciest ripest peach but like right now i don't like peaches you know (laughs) so i think that that you know giving yourself the space to be you and giving people the space to be them you know i think that that's really important and of course the fall seven times and get down eight like ooh, oh, yeah. yeah love that one love that one <laughs> then ever seen that movie on um, the interview i don't know if you ever watched the interview the one with the <laughs> seth rogan <laughs> and they Franco. hate us because they ain't us yes, yeah. yes. same same, <laughs> same but same, different but different i mean i know i still i say same same all the time i say same same, same like same, every but different. But different. different yeah same same but other side same same but this you know yeah so like that that movie was terrible <laughs> but, but at least we got that quote <laughs> you know what a lot of people hated that movie too they still made it <laughs> i know i know yeah it's fine it's fine it's totally fine <laughs> last question all right number six if tomorrow ended what would be the things that you hope people remembered about you Ooh. Hmm. Like lessons like from me or just like about me? Yeah, it's like if you were going to be gone forever. Oy. What did, did you want people to remember about you? Oy. Um, I think I think that I would like people to to remember that, you know, I was in the hole and I climbed out of the hole and you can climb out of the hole and we can all climb out of the hole. We can climb out of the hole together. And like, imagine if we did try to do it together um, and we did try to just build each other up um, and just all be successful and happy and thriving together. Um, I think that, (laughs) yeah, I think if we could just like, step out of our own shit and be involved with other people's shit then we see that like our stuff is not like that bad and like we're all in it together we're all going through some of the same stuff um yeah yeah just get out of the hole you can do it you can do the thing (laughs) if you're in a hole if you're in a hole you're not alone you're not alone yeah and there's always room to you know find the joy find the compassion find the patience you know i think that's a big one find the patience you want to find jordan yeah. Wednesday at 6, Yoko starts in Los Gatos. <laughs> 5 at, at 45 on Wednesdays. Thursday, tomorrow, she teaches at 5 a.m. Yep. Friday at 5 and at 6 a.m. at 45 in Brandon Park. I love a 5 a.m. <laughs> I love an early morning. <laughs> if you want to take a workout, meet this amazing person, be inspired, you'll know where to find her, send her a DM. 
Um, any closing? Just play. If you if ever you just want, want to play, yeah, if you want to play, you want to be playful. So good at playing. I love to play. You love to play. I like to make everything a game. You boy. You boy. You boy. You boy. Any last remarks? Go forth and conquer. Go forth and conquered. And upwards and onwards. Onwards and upwards. I said it backwards. <laughs> upwards and onwards. Onwards and upwards. Onwards. That's, that's upwards and onwards. Onwards is onward is the movie. That's that's the movie. There's up and onward. Oh, there's a movie called Onward. <gasps> oh my gosh, you have not seen Onward. I've seen Onward. That's when he dies, right? What? He's like a he dies and then he goes into a, a cat. No. No. No, that one's Soul. Oh, that's I, the... I know. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Onward is. Uh, it's the one about the two brothers uh, whose father passed away uh, very soon after the youngest one was born, and the youngest one like has this birthday, and uh, there's a gift that the dad had left for the two of them, and that they they were supposed to be given on you know the day of this the younger one's like 16th or 18th birthday or yeah. one of them. And um, the whole premise is that it, this gift is going to bring the dad back for a day. And something goes wrong and only half of the dad comes back. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so they go on this quest to try and find the thing that they need to bring the entirety of the dad back. Um, and it's just, it's a really sweet movie. It has, uh, it's Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. It's an animated movie. And like... Oh my gosh, they're just gems. It's just, a, it's oh a good feel good movie. I gotta and, watch that. Now. And I'm a big softy, believe it or not. I will cry at almost every movie. And this one had me bawling. Oh, so good. <laughs> so if you feel like laughing and crying, onwards. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Yes, thank you. For Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>